0: A quick hello to start the show. Welcome to the show, Patrick and Powers. <laughs> uh, what a wonderful day. A way, way to start the day. I love it. Yeah, okay. It's morning for you. It's morning for me. I'm in Paris. You're in the UK, right? Is that Yeah, absolutely. Just a little bit outside of London in Surrey. Brilliant stuff. Uh, welcome to you. Uh, welcome to everyone who's joined us live on YouTube. Uh, this is going to be a really great conversation because... I wanted to talk to you for 20 minutes about the M in your name, and you said that that won't fly (laughs) for 20 minutes. But uh, I'm I'm interested in that because of the disambiguation, Patrick Powers, there are loads of Patrick Powers. There's a volleyball player. uh, There's a a baseball player. There's there's uh, an evangelical priest in in the U.S. So as soon as you say Patrick Powers, there's great confusion. But there's only one Patrick M. Powers, and that's you. Oh, okay, yeah. I I wasn't even aware of the other ones. Oh, right. Well, the question, my actual question was, did you do it on purpose? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, well, f- yes and
1: no. See, so I'm born in Denmark. And um, when I was around, well, when I was around 21, I started my first business, went bankrupt really fast. Uh, and I started to study uh, what went wrong and what I could do right next time. And I figured out it had to do with marketing and sales. I started to read a lot of books uh, from outside of Denmark because the libraries in Denmark back then was very limited. So I started to order stuff from 19 Gale Conan and stuff like that. And I found when I start dealing with the outside of Denmark that they couldn't understand my name. Right. And they were like repeating my name over and over again. It's like, right. so I figured out, look, if I want to make it outside of Denmark, I've got to change my name. Right. So right. that's the first okay. lesson there that if you have a if you have a name, even a business name that is um, ambiguous, uh, or hard to pronounce, or or you know, there's multiple understandings. You, you it just has to be something that's very very clear to understand for the marketplace. So,
0: no, I, so I chose there is I chose, a businessman um, as well called Pat Powers. So I mean, uh, th- there is great ambiguity mm-hmm. around that name. And one of the things I deal with is brand SERPs, And I'm trying to I'm doing an experiment mm-hmm. with a, with a company called Wordlift to try and build a knowledge graph around this podcast. And one of them is to link yep. people to the podcast. And one of the problems we have is ambiguity. Uh, multiple mm. powers we've got a matthew tenney coming up as well there's a very famous matthew tenney and this not so mm. famous matthew tenney um and so yeah. kind of that ambiguity makes it very difficult for us to identify to google who yeah who and which is which um, and for you that Definitely. would have been a problem but it isn't and so you were a genius
1: and it. you no well let me finish the story because actually in the beginning i was not so much of a genius okay <laughs> so so basically so basically, I was I was looking for names that could be pronounced in all the major languages, and I I loved uh, I love Irish names and Ireland, and so yeah, I like I like Patrick, and I found this where uh, this Patrick Powers. It's just really great, but I wasn't sure if I really like Patrick. So I found this other name, Martin, and I thought you know I like Martin. What if it was Patrick Martin Powers? You know, if I don't like the Martin of uh, the Patrick down the road, I can always switch to Martin, and so it became Patrick and powers and that, at that point I actually didn't even understand the English language well enough that I yeah. realized that Patrick Empowers actually has a different meaning to it as well. So I hadn't Patrick Empowers. Well there you go. There you go. Lots of people they don't realize it until several years after knowing me. So Patrick Brilliant. and I only realized it after uh I think about yeah one to two years. It's like oh my God Patrick Empowers. That's great. But it's it's definitely conscious that I've chosen to to remain to have it in there because i can see definitely it it stands out from uh from from the pack and and what is insanely important to understand about marketing is that you know to really be good at marketing you've got to understand how the brain works because the brain is actually very very irrational the way that we make decisions are very rational Uh, But one of the things that the brain is is very, uh, almost obsessed with, is change, right? So there's change in the now. So that means movement. That's why a video, for example, where somebody sits in a car and drives is much more compelling than just watching the two of us now with talking heads, right? Why? It's because the, the, the brain is just acutely aware of change in the environment. And if, if nothing, if nothing changes, then the brain is basically saying, okay, there's no reason to really be very aware here. I'm I'm safe.
0: Everything is the same. So we need to change the the shot from time to time to keep it. Oh, i I was watching a video now that explains something. I was watching a video of, uh, on on YouTube of some legal guy who explains legal things, uh, and what, what they do is every time they cut, they move the camera out or move it back again. And that does reactivate your attention. Absolutely. and, and it's just actually just one shot yeah um they're just cheating and that's why they're doing it yeah
1: yeah exactly 100 really? percent and also
0: okay.
1: and also like from a from an editing standpoint like if you mess up um it, and it just kind of looks weird if it's if you have a cut where you messed up and you do another one and there's just a slight different and it just changes mm-hmm. but if you zoom in and out it, it just becomes natural. Right. So, no, so anyway, no. but but yeah, so movement all the time, even in your voice, if you have a very monotone voice, if I was talking like this all the time with the same tempo and the same uh, yeah, pitch, it will be really, I'm really thinking. right. Boom. Like, <laughs> so the more variation you have in your voice, in the tempo, you speak fast and then you speak slowly from time to time. and You have pauses. The more variation you have in anything, the more the brain uh, pays attention to it. Right. And so, and, and obviously that's, that's also plays into if people have seen something multiple, multiple times, if they've seen the same claims in your, in your, um, uh, niche, if they've seen the same headlines, the same kind of things in your marketing, people just simply not paying attention to it because they okay. don't have to. Now, if there are changes in the environment, the brain has to pay
0: attention to it. And that's, what's really so interesting. There is no choice, but you and, don't and, and have and a choice. In this particular circumstance, where we can't really move around, all we can do is change our voices like this. Or we can put those signs that uh, that um, Anton's putting at the bottom, which force people to repay attention. Yeah. So, Anton, can we have another sign at the bottom to get people to back in back in, in sync? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We can. Really there we can. go. There we go. And and right. that gets people back. Brilliant. Okay. So so yep. Anton is actually really very good at this, and he was called, he was saying that's called quick cut when you when you do that cutting back yeah forwards.
1: Yeah. But the interesting oh. thing is if, if there are if there are significant changes in the environment, your brain doesn't have a choice whether to pay attention to it or not. Right. Okay. right. Um so so yeah, so that's that's why I put the M in. I continue to to do that. And obviously it kind of becomes a brand now, Patrick empowers. Um so all
0: oh, right, yeah, we're back to the M. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. second question was you have the longest title to a book I've ever seen in my life. And the first thing I thought about it was Uh, doesn't that mean that in some sites you can't actually put the whole title because you're limited to like 128 characters?
1: Oh, which one was those? I mean, I've written several books.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Well, it's the one that, hang on, I'm I'm doing a live search on your name because you're in fact, you have the honor of being the first person. Was it 87
1: 87 Ways to Build Your New Marketing
0: Business? No, turn your contacts into cash. How to turn everyone you meet and know into an endless stream of hot prospects. referrals, oh, okay. Girls and money using street smart oh, networking okay. tactics.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> no, so that's not the title. It's, it's turning contacts into cash. It's a title and the other one is a subtitle.
0: Oh, right. Okay. So now, the, now we have a problem of that. Google has got confused and it thinks that that is the whole title, which yeah, is phenomenally okay. long. Um, and the question is, where does it yeah. get that from?
1: Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do a title at all. It's actually now that you bring it up, it's actually quite important with titles and headlines that they're as short as possible. The shorter the, po- the shorter the better. Uh, if all you right. can get the title down to a three word title, again, because the in the, the brain actually uh, hates complexity. Right, the more simple something is, the more the brain likes it. Right. Okay. It's not just—it's not just uh, like say stupid, stupid people that that you know they have to have some things very, very simple.
0: No, it's literally the brain favors something simple over something complex. And, and when you say yeah. short, I mean it, it doesn't matter if it makes specific grammatical sense.
1: Uh, well, it's well, um, yes and no. I mean, if it can, it's probably better. But what's also important in a headline for 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 an ad or title because a title basically is a headline. Right. The purpose mm-hmm. of a headline and an ad is to grab attention and to get people to read the next, uh, like the sub headline or whatever, and get into the sales lever. <laughs> Same thing with the title. The only the only purpose of the title is to grab attention and get them to read what's this about, right? To grab the book and read more about it. So, um, so, so really, again, the, the only purpose of the title is to 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 grab attention. So, so a title can actually be ambiguous. Right, it can be con- uh, a little bit confusing. As long as it stops people in their tracks and get them to read it,
0: okay. okay? So, 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 so in so...
1: some cases, it doesn't doesn't have to be grammatically correct if it grabs attention and gets them to read the next thing.
0: So, your your title was very short, and then you had the longer subtitle. And it, the idea was you get somebody, and then you get somebody more interested, and then they start reading the, exactly. the, the preface, and then they want to buy the book, and you've yes, made a sale. A yes. <laughs> And you're a little bit exactly. richer, or a little bit less poor, depending on how you look at it.
1: Yeah, one of the best, one of the best titles I've ever seen and heard was "Read This or Die."
0: Oh yeah, I've I've heard that one before. It makes me, it creeps me yeah. out. I mean, I would yeah, definitely but... not read it just for that reason. Oh really? Okay. You well, would uh, d- be curious. It sounds, it sounds like a threat, and I don't like threats. And I would, I would actually not read it out of principle, pure principle. Oh, okay. Just saying, I'm All not right. reading it because I know they're trying to get me to read it with this shock title. Yeah. But yeah, then so I, they're, they're I, I was great. a punk as a kid, so it, basically, if you tell me to do something, I'll do the exact opposite, so I'm a, <laughs> I'm a bad example. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, so now on to uh, standing out from the crowd without doing anything particularly stunningly brilliant. Um, <laughs> Anton's just put watch this or die at the bottom, so he's, he's, he's teasing me. Right, <laughs> so standing I out from that. the crowd... Um, oh yeah if anyone in the audience who's watching now wants to ask a question please do feel free we're into the meat of the topic which is how to stand out from the crowd uh, without doing anything special now I stand out from the crowd and I think I'm special so does my Um, (laughs) mum what did you do to stand out from the crowd
1: Uh, okay so 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 first first of all uh, you got to be different right and and in, in all aspects of what you do so that also comes into um, play when you go out do networking, right? And do I do lots of networking with entrepreneurs in London meetup group? Um, you know, we do tons of networking events, and the people you meet there, they're just they're just the same. They're just like the same kind of handshake, the same kind of introductions, the same everything, the same dress. Uh, they just try to fit in, which is which is also a subconscious need. But we have to raise above that subconscious need, uh, which is it's just a default way to be that we are we're comfortable in that, that comfort zone there yeah. but you have to you just have to consciously you make a conscious choice that you want to be different so for me it was all about having a little bit more energetic uh handshake when i go to networking um or being a little bit more present that's very very important being more present and saying something that also is unusual right so for example lately i've started to use this what i call transformational questions instead of transactional questions. So like you know, we only have very few minutes. So just very, very short example. A trans transactional question would be, um, so how's it going? Or how have you been? It's nice. a question that you can answer without any conscious thought. But right, and if yep. they can answer answer with any conscious thought, they will. But just oh I'm fine. You know how yeah. was your weekend? But if you ask great thank you. Hey. But if, <laughs> there you go. Uh <laughs> but if I asked you Jason,
0: what was the best part of your weekend? Oh, oh, oh dear. Yeah. Uh, eating a sandwich with my daughter in the park, in the Marais, in the middle of Paris, in the sun. Wonderful. Wonderful. So that's does two things. First of all, you have to think about it.
1: Therefore, you come off the autopilot. Yep. And it's super important when we're engaging with each other that you're just not on autopilot. You have to be present. Like mm. presence is necessary for a real connection to happen, like a real so deep connection.
0: you immediately connection. stand out for me as a human being because you've made me think absolutely but yeah you're also getting out off of that
1: autopilot which makes you present Mm uh and you're present to me now as well right so but the second thing that happens is that that um i get i gain some very valuable information about you and what's important to you right so i learned i learned something important about you that you are you know your family man you love your daughter and you love the son and you know that moment it's so so when we're learning stuff about ourselves like who we really are are bonding takes place right so that's right. that's one thing that i one way that i stand out in uh in networking is to ask deeper probing questions that is actually more personal
0: right, right? Okay. so so, people, so far to stand out all you've done is ask a slightly different question to normal
1: yeah yeah and that's that's enough that's yeah. literally enough
0: right, right okay
1: so so uh another another way uh another way to i mean there's so many ways to stand out but but you know even if you're completely the same as the as the competition uh here here's one way that you can stand out in for example let's say you are a coach or consultant trainer and you have a method to say influence other people right like myself for example you know i teach influence so um and you can say you have uh three steps to more influence well again you've heard that a million times before mm-hmm. but what if you if you label your method a specific name okay
0: that that way it sounds like you're different like for example oh, i've got it what the I, empowerment method and then we're back with empowerment. there you go Brilliant. we've got it there you go yeah i won't now you i I, I, <laughs> now I came
1: up with the, with the word quickfluence. Oh, right? all right, that's better. Sorry, you won't complete me for that. Right? There, there we go. So it's really that's unique, brilliant. and it and, it's, and it kind of says what it what it's in the team. I teach people how to connect and build trust with other people really, really quickly, so you can influence them. Right. right okay. so, so it's the quickfluence, quick quickfluence. <laughs> it's a little bit hard to say this early in the morning. Quickfluence method, and thereby, I suddenly I have something that is unique even though it could be exactly the same as
0: my competitors. Does it make sense? I, yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. is I'll remember QuickFluence for two reasons, one of which is because it's memorable, the other of which is because it's different, and the other of which is because Anton just put it on the screen and it woke me up. So <laughs> QuickFluence is going to stick in my brain, and, and and that's a really nice kind of triplet um, that, that really works. Yeah. Keep going. Sorry, so you've stood out because you found this original word. You've asked an original questions, quick, quick fluency. Like Anton's on form. Yeah. Um, so, so,
1: <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah, if you have some intellectual property, you, you, you brand or you call your method, something unique, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the second thing is, and, um, th- there's a, there's a, famous uh famous copywriter marketer in the, in the beginning of last century that got a client it was a beer company called uh schlitz and schlitz beer was nobody in the market at that point i think the number seven seventeen in the marketplace and so he went to see the the brewery and to, to find out their uniqueness and whatever and he saw that they were uh they were really cleaning the, uh, I think they call the vats, the barrels, whatever the, the where the, yeah. uh, they were stored, all the pipes were like steam cleaned, like every 24 hours or whatever it was. And, and mm-hmm. he thought, well, that's really amazing. Why do you do that? Well, because we want to keep it really clean and pure. Right. And he went to find out that they dig wells uh, 300 feet deep to find the right type of water, the clean water, even though they had the river just next to it. And he said, well, why do you do that? Well, again, to get the real purity of the water and the right softness of the water so that it gets the best taste and so on and so on. So in fact, all these interesting methods that they are using. And and he said, why are you not telling the marketplace this? Mm. And they said, well, because everyone brews beer this way. Right? Right. But the thing is... No, no, no. At that point, everybody everybody was, apparently. Oh, no, 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 Excuse me.
0: Sorry, I, I, I thought, like, kind of, uh, to, not to insult Heineken, is they just stick it all in a big corner, brew it all up, and chuck it out, and pay absolutely no, no attention no, no, to the, no, of sort of the type of war.
1: No, the point was that that um, they assumed that because everyone was just doing it that way, right. that they shouldn't tell the marketplace about it. But, but the, here's the thing. Nobody had told the marketplace about that. So what they did was they said, you know we're the purest, and everybody was just saying that they were the purest at that point. They're the purest. There was there was the thing to say about beer that they were pure. Right. Okay, um, and we, um, we were talking about, about almost a hundred years ago. So, uh, so what they start doing is, is they explained why they were the purest. So we dig the well three hundred feet. We do this. We clean the pipes. We do this. We do this. We do this. We're the purest, and they literally went to number one in the marketplace within a short time.
0: Brilliant, so. Okay. And, what's and,
1: really important something is you have a process, if you have a process that even though it's the same as the marketplace, if nobody else is really telling people about the process, then right. how can how can people appreciate what's behind it and how much work you put into it as well?
0: Does that Ooh, make sense? Okay, right. You, you've given me a great idea because I I'm selling online courses about brand SERPs, how to improve your brand SERP. And my big sell is that I actually did the videos properly standing up uh scripted them all. They're really, really, really focused so that every minute has incredibly valuable information in it. And I spend a whole day doing the slide deck behind me uh, that supports what I'm saying with written and illustrations and examples. And and it's that it's the time I've put in that gives it the value. How about that? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry. yeah There you go. There you go. Yeah. And and you it could be as simple as as saying, look, I've I put thirty thousand hours of uh, have 30,000 hours of research and experience and hard work and learning and whatever and be like wow 30,000 hours right well your competitors also might have 30,000 hours but now it suddenly sounds, sounds like wow you know you're really serious about this you're you're passionate about this this is not just a job this is right. this is you know your your your, your purpose
0: but but um, right? so so basically you're saying what 30,000 hours whatever it might be I mean what I'm doing is not special but I'm standing out because I'm pointing it out to people.
1: Exactly. Because if okay. your competitors are not pointing it out, then suddenly you are standing out.
0: Okay. Jolly good. All so right? I can so, so that- still stand out. Um, right, so we've got questions. We've got um, super duper names that people haven't thought of. Uh, we've got moving the camera around, which I can't do. And we've got having, <laughs> we put 30,000 hours to prepare this episode, which is absolutely true. Patrick was here 30,000 <laughs> hours before we started. Talking about what we're going to talk <laughs> about. What what else is there that we can do? Because I'm, I'm really enjoying this because it's given me lots of ideas of uh, – because I was thinking the red shirt would do it. Is the red shirt enough to stand out? Yeah, I would say so. That's pretty oh, unique. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was talking uh, that, to that, Anders that, Short, who's a, a fellow Dane, who was saying the red shirt probably isn't enough, and that somebody like Arnout Hellemans, who's a Dutchman – who is obsessed by oysters and he posts oysters all the time and everyone Mm -hmm. associates him with oysters, which is quite hard to say. Uh, He's saying that that's, that's better.
1: No, I, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not hugely standout. And in this setting, it's, it's not really unusual. Well, right. So, but if you went to a networking event in a red shirt, that was, I think that would do it right. Because people would definitely notice you. And if that kind of becomes your brand, Oh, this is the guy in the red shirt.
0: Yeah, well, um, I've been doing it for five years, and it used to just be a T-shirt, and then I switched to a handmade yeah. shirt that I got in Thailand when I was drunk one day. Um, and <laughs> that was the day everyone noticed it, because it was a quality red shirt, and not just a red shirt. Yeah,
1: yeah. and that actually brings me to something to the next I wanted to talk about, is to be bold right? to be really really bold in in standing up because mo- again most people they're just they're just afraid of, of doing something is different and uh, it w- there was a point in my life where I moved to a different area of Denmark and I started a school and uh, I had this was this was a pivotal time in my life I was I was very very shy and I really wanted to just completely shift my identity and I, and I, I realized that nobody knew me at this school so they couldn't kind of Peg me down and keep me in my box. I could I could recreate my identity completely like I wanted, and I actually showed up in a red uh, with a red jacket, right? Uh, and I was like I was I was sticking out like a sore thumb, and I, I was intentionally doing that for two reasons. First of all, I wanted to recreate my uh, my identity, and I wanted to become more confident with myself and more comfortable being the center of attention. I was I was so. Um, uncomfortable around other people so i I said to myself look i've got to be comfortable being the center of attention so that's one of the reasons why i did it and i stood out like crazy and everybody everybody knew knew who i was in that school and i actually ended up being the president uh the president of the school um council or you know the what do you call it the pupils council or something like that Uh, which was crazy for me. I mean, I, I just, it was just insane because I, I used to hide everywhere and, uh, you know, I I was so uncomfortable being around people and certainly I was the president of the school. I I really like that.
0: I mean, the, the idea of being bold. I mean, when I went to my new school, when I was a kid, I, everyone supported Leeds United. And I just said, I support Manchester city because it was the team they hated the most. And I thought, you know, that'll keep me out of trouble. Either it either get me into lots of trouble or keep me out of trouble. And it was that being bold. And it did mean that people left me alone, uh, but kind of respected me because I'm, what well, respected me is a big word, but you know, you're seven years old. Sure. Um, and then I moved to Paris and I had that thing that you just mentioned is I can reinvent myself. Isn't that a wonderful mm-hmm. experience? Yeah. I mean, you, you just yeah. think, what do I want to be? And you're allowed to be anything you want because nobody knows you from before. Mm-hmm. hmm
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you became yeah, a very and very uh very successfully it, it, i mean within that half year to a year it was just oh it was a different person it was amazing
0: and, and that's a so there's so sorry, many aspects of, like that what then led you on to to becoming a writer and becoming an influencer and teaching all this stuff whereas otherwise you might have become a boring accountant sorry to you account never know that.
1: you never know what have happened i mean at, at that point i would read sony robbins' waking the giant within so i think it was pretty much cooked in the way that <laughs> i you know i I was my purpose was laid out in some way, so even if I hadn't done at that point, I probably would have done it at some point, right? right. Um, but you never, you never know. I mean, I could have ended up in a in a significantly different place in life, you know. And that's that's what's so interesting sometimes. Sometimes, isn't, isn't it? Correct.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a- another idea. We've got kind of like five minutes left. Another idea for yep. just standing out without doing anything special.
1: Okay. Um, well, I mean, you can't stand out with doing anything special, uh, right? Because you, ha- you have have to be a little bit different you have to do right. something a little bit special right but not special in the sense that you have to be like super special right but just the smallest tweaks and that's the, that's the thing is the smallest tweaks can make you stand out and here's here's one way that you can do it in terms of networking and that's actually following up on people professionally because almost nobody follows up and when they follow up if they do which is like less than 9 out of 10 cases um they they will say something like oh great to meet you the other day if there's anything i can do for you let you know uh, you know let me know mm. but that's just i mean that's honestly that's lame first of all because that's what everybody does right. so if whatever is whatever that it does it's not going to stand out right so uh and and also at that point saying if there's anything i can do for you let me know that's just it, don't do it okay it's just all right let's just say this is lame because yeah. at that point, there is not enough trust for people to reach out and ask for help, Yeah. right? And, and you don't know enough about what the other person does to, to say, hey, can you help me with this, right? So Absolutely. don't do that. Um, what you need to do is to put more effort into building that relationship before you, <clears throat> before you start bringing up any of your offers or what you do for
0: business. You just be of value to them in some way. Right. Right. So, and and that comes back kind of what Anton goes on about a lot, which is, uh, you know, bring bring service, bring something to people, your audience, without asking for anything in return, and yeah, you know, that that drives the relationship forwards. Despite yeah, absolutely, people might think keep keep going. Sorry.
1: So, so here's here's what I do. Is I mean, there's so many things you can do, but first of all, be personal. Be use your personality. Be 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 like really really friendly. Send them a picture, that funny picture or something. Right, I send people a funny picture when they friend me on Facebook or LinkedIn, uh, saying thanks for the thanks for the ad, um, and and oh, really? and also I try to remember something about people's personality that I liked or something about the business that I liked or whatever, but mostly about them that I liked, and I said, uh, "Hey, it was so great to meet you. I really I was really impressed about your tenacity and what you've done throughout your life. Is just you just continue to." Uh, to go through challenges and whatever, to so say something, not just oh, it was nice to meet you, because again, everybody does. It doesn't mean anything. Go yeah. a little bit deeper, right? Be a little bit, little bit more personal, and Ooh. say something that is that is truly unique to them. Like I really liked blah 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 about
0: you, right? Right. Okay. So well, what I especially liked about you, Patrick, is that you started off in one small uh, Danish town, moved to another small Danish town, became president, and then threw yourself out to the world to become lead influencer in the world. Patrick M. Powers, thank you very much. Beautiful, thank you. A quick goodbye to end the show. Thank you, Patrick. (laughs) Awesome, thank you so much. Thanks a lot, man. That was awesome.